0: This is Dr. David Whitlock with your Monday Morning Wake-Up Call, the podcast designed to help people wake up to the possibilities that surround them every day and become the person they're meant to be in Jesus Christ. Today, this Monday, the last Monday in October, was October 28th in the year 1929, and that day became known as Black Monday. It's been said that the Roaring Twenties, meaning, of course, the 1920s, Roared loudest and longest on the New York Stock Exchange. Share prices on stocks steadily rose during that era. The Dow Jones Industrial Average increased sixfold. After prices peaked, one economist, a man named Irving Fisher, was quoted in the New York Times on October 16, 1929, as saying quote, Stock prices have reached what looks like a permanently high plateau. Well, if you'd been alive then and were aware of financial prognosticators, you likely would have trusted Fisher's statement. A lot of people did because he was, at the time, one of the nation's most well-known and widely quoted and respected economists. His comments came in response to a prediction on September 5th by a less-than-optimistic financial prognosticator, a guy named Roger Babson who said, quote, sooner or later a crash is coming, and it may be terrific, end quote. As we now know, Babson was right. The epic boom ended in a cataclysmic bust. On Black Monday, October 28, 1929, the Dow declined nearly 13%. On the following day, Black Tuesday, the market dropped nearly 12%. By mid-November, the Dow had lost almost half its value. And that slide continued to the summer of 1932. Thousands of investors were wiped out as they lost billions of dollars. The United States and the rest of the industrialized world spiraled downward into the Great Depression, years 1929 to 1939. The crash of 1929 had devastating effects on people. One such person, a man named Bill Wilson, was a New York stockbroker. His story is detailed in what today is known as Alcoholic Anonymous's Big Book, and here's his description of the immediate aftermath of Black Monday. Quote, Abruptly on October twenty hell broke loose on the New York Stock Exchange. After one of those days of inferno, I wobbled from a hotel bar to a brokerage office. It was eight o'clock, five hours after the market closed. The ticker clattered. I was staring at an inch of the tape which bore the inscription XYZ-32. It had been 52 that morning. I was finished, and so were many friends. The papers reported men jumping to death from the towers of high finance. That disgusted me. I would not jump. I went back to the bar. Tomorrow was another day. Well, tomorrow would plunge Wilson further into alcoholism and the United States further into depression. But both Wilson and the U.S. economy would survive. Wilson found AA and U.S. economy to a healthy recovery. But neither survived without having trying times and difficulty and a lot of effort. The Dow did not, in fact, return to its pre-crash heights until November 1954. There would be other downturns in the stock market. October 19, 1987 has come to be known as another Black Monday. It was on this day that the stock market again crashed, precipitating one of the first financial crises of the modern globalized era as the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped 508 points, or 22.6% of its value. And again, the stock market would suffer dramatically in 2008. What does that do for us today, or where does that leave us? We should always remember our priorities. We do not live for the stock market. Our ultimate home as believers in Christ, as Christians, is heaven. And that's where our treasure is. That's where our heart is. But keeping the proper perspective is easier to talk about than to actually practice. Puritan preacher Thomas Watson once said, Most men pray more for full purses Than for pure hearts. That may be true. And we have to be intentional about the eternal perspective, but what about earthly finances? After all, the scriptures also speak frequently of us being good stewards of what we have. You're probably not a New York stockbroker a potential wolf of Wall Street. You're probably just trying to make ends meet and save for retirement. What do these crashes teach us about our financial investments and our responsibilities to make the best of our blessings? Well, I asked my son, David Jr., that very question. David is a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, and here's what he said.
1: Thanks, Dad, for the great question, or I guess I should call you Dr. Whitlock, Uh, but what an interesting topic to cover on. It happened on Monday, and thank you for having me on. I'll enjoy kind of unpacking this question and and some of the topics that that you've brought up, and I want to first start by putting a few things into perspective, and Dad, you mentioned the Great Depression downturn and Black Monday, and then the second Black Monday from the great crash of 1987 and I of course spent a lot of my time as a financial advisor researching these past events and really trying to learn from them to use them and understand them so we can benefit from them both in the now and in the future and figuring out some of those strategies for it and uh, t- to be quite frank, though, Dad, the Great Depression, I almost call that ancient history. So, our, our financial systems today are so much more sophisticated in a good way than they were back in the 1920s. And really, back in the 1980s, a lot of that came out of those steep downturns that we had. And, and so we've been able to, to really enhance and improve. So I, I rarely research quite that far back, but I do typically go back to 1950. So I'm gonna continue the history lesson for us, but we're gonna zoom forward to 1950. Since 1950, we've experienced 37 downturns of 10% or more, 10 downturns of 20% or more, and six downturns of 30% or more. In fact, the downturn from the pandemic last year was actually deeper than that great crash of 1987 that you mentioned earlier. And and yet even still, through all those downturns, 37 since 1950 of 10% or more, 10 of 20% or more, six of 30% or more, even still the average return to the stock market since 1950 is 11.56%. Not bad, right? So what can we learn from these numbers? And and how can we use all this research to benefit us? So we can learn a lot. Number one, we we can learn a lot about expectations to have with our investments and, and with our money. And, and so that expectation that I would really give you and give your audience is, I call it my three up, one down rule, meaning every four years, you should expect one of those years to see your investments go down in value and three years to see them go up in value. Three up, one down. Another thing that's pretty clear from that research that we can learn from it is it's pretty clear that downturns are normal. Despite what the news media may tell you, they are normal. The good news is upturns always follow downturns. And the even better news, upturns last significantly longer. So one thing we really coached our clients is, in fact, not only since we know that these downturns are normal, it'd be pretty smart if we could learn how to take advantage of them. So downturns actually work to the advantage of the prudent investor. One of my favorite quotes from Warren Buffett, the famed investor, Uh, is whether we're talking about socks or stocks, I like buying quality merchandise when it's marked down. At the end of the day, it truly does come down to having a purpose, a goal behind why you're investing, and knowing that provides clarity During times of struggle and adversity, like when we're in one of those downturns. So if your goal in investing is just to make money, then yeah, it it can be pretty stressful. But instead, if your goal is to, say, maintain a comfortable lifestyle in retirement, then the often short-lived downturns of the market won't derail that plan. It'll be some short-term pain, but in the end, long-term gain. So to sum it up for you, Dad, I know I've given a lot of information, but three things to keep in mind. When the news media is going bonkers and the next downturn is here. Number one, remember that that quote again that I gave you. Remember that downturns are normal. Upturns always follow and upturns last significantly longer. Number two, remember that you are an investor and not day trader. An investor and not a day trader. Number three, remember that the media does not have your long-term goals, that purpose in mind. They are in the entertainment industry and not the financial advice industry. So I hope that helps give some more insight into these past downturns and how we can use that knowledge to be good stewards, good Christians, and managing our money and our investments. So thanks for having me on, Dad. Or Dr. Whitlock, um, I appreciate it. It was fun.
0: Thank you, David Whitlock, from David Whitlock. <laughs> we, we can be sure that although we will take nothing with us when we leave this earth, we still want to be good stewards of what God has given us. So do the best with what God has given you. And then come back here next week. And in the meantime, go out and be the person God created you to be.